This is... Wow! What a week. What a week. Politics. Welcome to another episode of Wow, What a Week, hashtag Polytrix. We're pretty sure he might also be welcome with confetti one day on a rising stage. For now, we're glad he's here to lead us through any chaff, all things obstructing our focus. Please give a wow welcome back to Botsang. Botsang! Yes, Bala Fresh, good morning. Good morning to the followers and the viewers. Yes, uh, actually, I was in, I'm invited to an event of a movie showing thing uh, the middle of this month. And the, the, the invitation for the first time it addressed me as uh, His Royal Highness. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and it for somebody is recognizing that because. Exactly. <laughs> Brother Man, it's Women's Month. Yes. Um, could we maybe just discuss um, how women at a political level, perhaps, and at all other levels um, are faring in the country. Let, let, let me first start, you know, by saying it's not only the women. We are in the very important first week of the Women's Month, and uh, the women of South African football did us proud. Oh, yes, Banyana yeah, Banyana. Congratulations to Banyana Banyana on their victory over Italy. Even when men tried to really dishearten them and, 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 and make them not to follow the process in order to go blue soccer, they still came out victorious. Mm. Even when the officials of FIFA added an unjust 16 more minutes, mm. Banyana Banyana still came victorious. And we have to congratulate them for their fighting spirit, you know, mm. especially that two weeks before they left, there was, there was trouble, in, you know, with regard to administration and contracts. But again, politically, you must look at historically the reason why in South Africa this month it's women's month and we have the eighth of 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 of, of the month as, as the national month. it's because of the historical uh, women march to the union building where black women stood up in south africa and white supporting women you know to, mm. to to protest against the anti-pass laws and against you know abuse of women rights in south africa and thumbs up to you know all the goggles and grannies at the moment who led us and laid the foundation but i think this struggle for women emancipation it should not rest rest in the hands of the women. It is not women who oppress themselves. It is not women who discriminated against themselves. It is not women who made themselves to become inferior to men and men were egoistic. It is us men who created that problem and, and you know, using political platform and political powers. You still look at South African, many African countries. Mm. To this age, we have had less than five women state leaders in this continent, which has almost 54, 55 countries. And I think that's something we should start focusing on and for a change. And again, I've said it in this platform, you know, a very famous Latin American Caribbean music singer, uh, by the name of Joan Amatrading, once played the song, If Women Ruled the World, it would be a good thing. We'll probably not be having all these wars and challenges we are faced with. Uh, I'm, I'm still very disappointed that uh, the South African Football Association, even the women's team, is still being misled and, you know, and led and misled by men. Why don't we let women to be at the helm of their careers? Why do we still have the Safa male president you know, leading both suffer generally. Why don't we let women run their own affairs? You look at the, well, the technical team is still behaving. Women there, Desiree Ellis is doing a great job. But you look at the administration, the finance, the control. You know, it had to take a male minister of sports, arts and culture to go and beg a male Mr. Motsepe, mm -hmm. you know, to, to ask for funding to help Banyana Banyana to Kenya. Where are the women who have money in this world, who have power, who are in control, who are in charge? 
to get me charge of women affairs. Uh, we always say, let Africa resolve its own problems. Let Africans resolve their own problems. Why, when it comes to women, women must resolve their own problems. I've said on this platform, even when it comes to youth, mm. let us let youth take charge of their own challenges because they understand better. We can be there to give guidance, mm. to lead and to give wisdom, but let, let women take charge of their own affairs. And, and, and with those few words, I, I think, uh, congratulations, Banyana Banyana. Amid the difficulties, I'm, I'm one of the people who th really thinks the same as the ANC. Uh, it's, time, it's time to retire. It is time to let someone young, whether it's a male or a female, to run the affairs of SAFA. We wouldn't be where we are today. I looked at the report of the finances for SAFA, and, and I now understand why Denny Jordan and other people in SAFA are very worried with the promises they gave to Banyana Banyana, should they reach the level where they are, and if they go eventually to win the tournament, which is highly possible that they may go further, mm -hmm. they will not have money to pay them. There sure. is no money. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and they've been misleading the nation. We know that there's a Hawks case that are looking into the financial affairs of, 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 of SAFA. There's allegations being made by previous personnel and, mm -hmm. and directors. Uh, let the police handle that. But I think the same way we need change in the political landscape of the country, we also need change in the sports, arts, and cultural landscape of the country. Thanks, Brian. So over the past weekend, uh, the EFF celebrated uh, that 10th uh, anniversary. The FNB Stadium was painted red. Um, it ended in a crescendo, uh, CIC juju on a hoist. Uh, you know, red confetti, Holomonati. I didn't even know the name that is called a confetti, thanks to you. <laughs> uh, all, the, all the, yeah. So Some glamour. So the confetti, there were, I think, CO2 also going. You know, it was a spectacular show. It was a rock and roll show. Very, very spectacular. I think it was a good party. Yes. Uh, not party in a sense of, you know, celebration. Yes. It was a good party. It was very spectacular. They did very well. Do you think singing Kill the Boar, Kill the Settler became too much of a sideshow? And was it a good idea to sing it at that moment? Okay, if you recall first, we, we spoke last week mm. about an Afrikaner singer who was hoisting and who has been controversial mm. in singing uh, uh, the old Brother Bond songs, hoisting the old uh, uh, apartheid era flag, mm. you understand? We know that in South Africa, the Equality Court has ruled that at political events and formations or in your house, singing one settler, one bullet, or kill the boy, kill the farmer, at political events. Within a political context. Within a political context, because it has historical background. It's, it's, not, it's not a call to action. It's not a call to action, mm. you understand? And, and, and also, I know that the Democratic Alliance is threatening to approach the United Nations Human Rights Commission regarding... South African laws or courts allowing slogans like kill the boy, kill the farmer to be performed at political events. I know they're doing that. But ironically, the same Democratic Alliance, it's not approaching the United Nations Human Rights Council, which has declared apartheid as an act against human rights. Mm -hmm. They're not approaching that. So why are there reparations for apartheid era human rights? Mm -hmm. So they're playing double standards. But I think it's a side show. I, I think Julius did it purposefully. He always sings that song at most of the mm -hmm. EFF events. Mm -hmm. And it has actually dislocated people and made people to focus on the slogan, the you know, apartheid era slogan uh, and, and on that. I mean, it has happened so many times that during the ANC rallies or events, the former mm -hmm. president uh, uh, Zuma would sing 
uh, our little machine, our machine, our man. For those, just, just, just because it is in Nguni, it's not in English. Mm. You understand? They will not understand that actually it's like, bring, bring my machine gun and let me slaughter these white people or these settlers. Mm. That's how the slogan used to go traditionally. Mm. But uh, the focus is on Julius and the EFF. But I think it's it's, it's a sideshow. Mm. There's nothing unto what it won't fly any far. It won't go any far. Sadly, during the course of this week, we saw a handful of some uh, uh, white guys with it, again with the apartheid flag in their hands. On I think it was on Wednesday this week. They they marched to the in protest to the EFF uh, offices in in, in Joburg. And I think it was it was it was protesting against the the slogan, sure. but it was also in a bad taste, mm. uh, you know, to confront people in their offices and 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 and, and they ended up being beaten up and things like that. So this may result in violence. I saw Elon Musk himself came into this. He, he waited on it, yes. Wait on it, but yeah, the backslash on him uh, was not that nice. So this EFF party or celebration ten year anniversary it just caused a lot of you know political storms of both national and internationally. But again, that's Julius and that's the EFF. That's how we have known mm -hmm. them to be like. And for me, there's nothing unto it. Uh, uh, what happened? Uh, in fact, Juju had a press conference, and uh, quite a lot came out of the press conference. Uh, care to share? Hey, as always, yeah. Uh, I I I think this is this is a slap on the ANC face, the IEC, as well as as the government, because he started with uh, he read on a live platform, a, a, a text message on a WhatsApp group that the premier of Houding and the chairperson of Houding in, 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 from the ANC, your, your favorite politician, Banyaza Lusufi, mm. uh, shared a WhatsApp in an ANC group WhatsApp. And you see, this is where Julius beats them with the game. He's got people inside the ANC, inside ANC WhatsApps that are sharing information with him. And, and, and once he's got ammunition, He's not afraid to can pull the trigger. So he went into a public platform to read the life, the, the, the content of that WhatsApp and from Panyaza. Now, you must remember, Julius has Panyaza's number. So you could see that he knows that it's with confidence that it's from Panyaza Lusufi. Mm. And Panyaza, in that, in that text, he was actually lambasting ANC members, followers and leaders in, in comrades in Houghton to say, he is concerned that some of the people who bought dinner tables at the EFF gala dinner, you know, ANC does actually almost every political mm. party has these gala dinners. It's a fundraiser. It's a fundraising gala dinner. And, and to sit with the president of the party, you may end up paying 100,000 or even millions, mm. you know. And, and, and Panyaza was very disturbed, according to that text, was very disturbed that some of the people that the ANC in Houting has given them contracts, whether in municipalities or in the provincial government, and now they're giving them contracts or tenders and businesses, and now those people are using their benefits to can fund the EFF. But I ask myself, what's wrong with that? These are genuine business people, or if they are genuine business people, why would the ANC in Houting want to own those people that with their profits? They can't do what they like. I may be doing business with government, but I may be belonging to any other political party. Sure. It's the same as being employed in government. You don't have to belong to the ruling party to be an employee of government. Mm. You can belong to any other party to be a public servant. And I regard doing business with the state along those lines. That, that was very embarrassing, and it actually raises us to question whether these tenders were awarded to those individuals or those companies genuinely and fairly. If the ANC leader in Gaudi is expecting them not to plow back to communities or to any other political parties. Mm. But it didn't stop there fresh. 
the, the worst weapon after uh, where Julius insinuated that when President Ramaphosa came back from the Russian summit uh, and after addressing the Veterans Conference on Monday, he met with the National Commissioner of the South African Revenue Services, mm. uh, Mr. Kisveter, yeah. and to instruct him and ask him, it is, it is being alleged that the, the, you know, the head of state, President Ramaphosa, has instructed Kisveter uh, uh, to look at the tax affairs of the people that funded the EFF Galadina, and not only the Galadina, and also anybody who might have sponsored the events at, at FNB Stadium uh, last week on Saturday, you know, a week ago. So, so if that is true, I, I can tell you what the presidency and and and, and Sarah are going to. They are saying not no such meeting took place. That's their simple response. No such meeting took place. That's not true. Mm. But with the Payaza one, there is material evidence in a form of an SMS. If it's given to the Ox or investigators, they can track if that SMS really came from Payaz. But with this one, with uh, Julius claims that. It comes from a very reliable source that never misled him or gave him wrong information. Mm. He even mentioned the name of the investigator that SARS has, 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 has appointed. But you see, Fresh and, and the viewers, what is wrong with this whole process is that this is abuse. If it has happened, mm. it's abuse of state resources, sure. not only financially and abuse of state institutions. Mm. And Julius has been making a lot of noise about the abuse of state institutions. And I don't know why would the NC play into his hands mm -hmm. and against him. But he further went to explain where did the money come from, which is something very questionable as well. He reported that they received their normal funding, quarterly funding from the IEC, you know, party funding. Mm -hmm. But out of the blue, the IEC gave them extra 35 million, untimely and unexpectedly. And it looks like, from what he's asserting, that the IEC gave this extra money, but they gave other parties as well. So it looks like ANC had a cash flow problem because they would receive much more than 35 sure. million. Sure. So in order for other parties not to complain and to squash any form of corruption or aid to the ANC, the IEC decided to give all political parties their cut before time and unannounced. So they didn't announce this parties. The EFF claims that they had to go and ask the IEC what is this money for. And only after the IEC had confirmed in writing, they decided to spend 35 million on a party. So it has been a very challenging time for the ANC. I'm telling you, Julius is giving them a run for their money. But we spoke about the ANC scoring own goals last week. Another own goal, two of them, from a provincial leader as well as the head of state, if it's true of what transpired. Sure. Um, let's move on to another uh, political formation, uh, Build One South Africa. Uh, Musi Maiman is a bossa. Yes. Um, they've announced, um, I think, about 24 of the 200 candidates they'll be, uh, they'll be fielding next year. What are your thoughts so far of bossa? And will they have impact? Number one, I don't think they will have impact. Yeah. We, we know there's been an outcry to say people that we deploy into the public service and, and, and political position must be qualified people, must be experts in the fields that they are de deployed on. That's what Musi Maimani and Bossa are trying to do. Uh, and actually, when I saw that report and article, I was wondering, uh, didn't he say he's not interested in politics anymore? He's interested in social development and building you know, local democracy. But nonetheless, politicians always change their minds. Mm. I, I think it will not have an impact. The political landscape in South Africa is in such a manner that people are not going to vote for you because you are an expert in a certain field. They will vote for you because you are popular. We are still voting on popularity. Mm. Mm. We are still voting on historical background. And, and I think 
in a normal state of affairs where politics were, where, where, you know, democracy was old and matured enough, he would make an impact. But to go and say you will take engineers, lawyers, doctors, pastors, and, and academics to can be the, the faces of your political party. Dr. Mambela, Mambela tried that. Mm. It failed dismally. It didn't go anywhere. So I don't think it, even, it, it even, succeed. Even with the heavy credentials Zek and history, and history that yes. didn't translate into votes. It didn't translate into votes, you understand, yeah. because the majority of the voters in South Africa, and, and, and this is not in a form of an, of an insult to our people. Mm. It's it's illiterate people. It's people that we I said last time, it's people that you can't sell a manifesto. It's sure. people who want to see the face. Juju will get the numbers because the people love the parties. The people is flamboyant and mm. all that. So it's about numbers. The is it's about the history and the background. But I don't think Bossa will fly with this strategy. And again, uh, when you look at all the breakaways of, of the Democratic Alliance, whether it's Bossa, whether it's it's that other party of the former chair of Houting or whether it's Action 8 SA, their manifestos and everything looks the same. Mm. So it is not appealing. It is actually cutting chunks uh, from the DA, the same way as black formations. And mm. people are still voting through the color line in South Africa. People are still voting whether it's a black party or a white party. There's no doubt about that. The DA tried to come with, you know, a mixed matter kind of multiracial party voting system. It has reached its ceiling and we see more and more black people getting out of the DA and losing confidence in the DA. That's why the Democratic Alliance will never after Musi Maimani, not anytime soon, have a black leader again. Sure. And they've realized that they needed Musi Maimani at that time before he went to form Borsa to mm. increase the number of votes and followers in the DA and they have achieved it. Mm. It has reached its ceiling, that's why they had to somersault and bring back the old white faces. Uh, in fact, can we go back to uh, the EFF quickly? Remember last week we were discussing um, the fact that Juju is serving his second term second right term. now and what happens after the second term. And straight out of this past weekend um, at FNB Stadium, um, there's been talk about will Floyd Shivambu challenge Juju yeah. um, for the presidency. Juju has downplayed it. It uh, says, uh, that, you know, there's, there, there's nothing like that. I, I, and that, in Julia. and that you have to slaughter a hundred cattle still, we're not gonna fight for we're the ship. Fight. Yeah, look, I, I don't think, I don't think Julius and Fred will fight for, for the leadership of mm. the EFM. I don't think so. Those, those uh, uh, boys are, you know, they are, they are linked, mm. uh, uh, they, they are one thing, they have, they are, they are brothers in arms. I don't think they will fight. But my observation and analysis to that speech, he was not talking about Freud. Uh, this is how Julius operates. If he suspects that somebody is trying to interfere with the leadership of the EFF, he will create a fictitious conflict between himself and Freud. And he has done it before. He has done it in the youth league. He has done it in the EFF. Mm. And then when people start thinking that Freud is rising against Juju, then they will, they will, they will come out. And they'll expose themselves to start saying, Floyd, yeah, we are pushing you, mm -hmm. uh, a deputy president. Well, then they expose themselves and he deals with them. I don't think the message of Julius Malema uh, last week, he was talking about Freud. He was sending a message to some other people. I've got my own suspicions. Okay, so it's a warning shot. <laughs> it's a warning shot to say, I'm watching you. Mm -hmm. If Freud wants to remove me, I'll go, I'll pack my bags, I'll go, I'll go back to family. I don't think the message was meant for Freud. I think the message was meant for other people who are ambitious sure. in the EFF and who think he has been there, is not, should not stand for the third term, and Freud should write so that they think they are actually much more in good relationship with Freud. 
very smart, very strategic, very dirty political move. But that's how he operates, you know. And and if 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 you wanna fight with me, come to me straight. Don't come to me via Floyd. So I think that was the only shot. Sure. Let's go to the courts. Um, Jay Z uh, back in the courts. Yes, uh, uh, President Zuma is back in South Africa, first of all. Mm. He arrived back home after medical consultations. I always put it in inverted commas, uh, in Russia. Guys, it is too much of a coincidence mm. that the African summit was in Russia at a week where President Zuma was in Russia. Too much of a coincidence. He went there before, mm. and we know the brotherhood relationship between President Zuma and President Putin. Mm. But that is that is my insinuation or analysis. Mm. I, I think he was there for medical reasons as well as visiting his friend, as well as a political move. He came back, he went there first, all other 54 head of states or 49 came after, mm. and then they left and he left after them. But he's going back to court. Uh, there's two court cases. One, it is that one of whether he's going back to prison or not. You know that the the uh, Supreme Court of Appeal has found that the commissioner uh, didn't act properly, so he must still uh, respond to that. He's been required to make representations. The second one is that private prosecution case that requires him uh, uh, to be present in court when they they go into discuss or decide on the private prosecution. So that's one thing that in the court the, 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 the former president is in the country for. Sure. But again, uh, some of us we know how's what's gonna be the outcome of the court. You know, slept, you no know, dismissed with costs. That is the the, the practice. Mm. You know, these days, uh, what we could expect also from the court is 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 is, is the uh, uh, former uh, or not not the former the actually public public protector. The case has been completed. Mm -hmm. The President Ramaphosa has seen the report last week. So he has been given chance to make representation. I'm telling you, Ms. Mkwabani is going to go to court because remember when they concluded the case, he was not there because he said his, she said her lawyers were not given time to can, you know, interrogate the victim because they were new lawyers. So they decided to finish it quickly, timelessly and so forth, but breaking the rules. The, the parliamentary committee broke the basic rules of affording somebody a fair opportunity and time mm -hmm. to can present your case. I think she's going to go to court. And uh, what else is in the courts? There's been a lot of court cases this week. Uh, oh, we had the, the the bodyguards of deputy presidents or the mm -hmm. uh, prisoner protection unit. Uh, something critical happened. And, and I, they're out I, on bail now. Uh, they're out on bail, mm -hmm. all of them. Mm -hmm. But again, this again, what people don't understand. I, I'll read the judgment mm. or, or why they were giving bail. The presiding officer or the magistrate said he's offering them bail because the police and the NPA, mm. they failed to secure the statement of the person who... Uh, the, the, the video. Yeah, yeah, so without, without the videographer's statement, uh, their case, and because they've been accused to say they are threatening people or there's allegations and all that. So that's one reason, but also bail is based on are you going to be a danger to those people? Do you have a residence? Do you have normal life? And, 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 and just in the middle of that, after one of the accused uh, of the eight police made an allegation that the deputy president was in the VIK, mm -hmm. uh, the deputy president came out. You remember last week we said I think it will be good for image and publicity for deputy president to come out. He came out, not on a statement with a live show in one of the TV channels, to say, no, no, I was not there. I was not in any of those two vehicles, which, are, which is deadening 
to, 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 to the bodyguards who said in court under oath he was in the vehicle. And so, so I think the deputy president has cleared his name that he was not there. He still went further to say he doesn't condone what happened, mm -hmm. although he was not there. And I put my foot down and my head on this block. To say, I don't think he was there when you look at the logistics. Sure. And the car doors left open. I mean, they would have actually exposed him to risk mm. if he was sitting in their car and they are sitting there kicking and donating people. people yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. I, I think it was a good move from the deputy president. And, and it's a wait and see situation now. Sure. Now, there's also the big issue of the Zamazamas or the illegal minors, where communities are feeling like there isn't any political will to stop what's happening, the violence, uh, the turf war uh, between Zamazamas, etc. Um, how do you view what's happening with the Zamazamas and also the response or the slowness to respond, as some are complaining? We, we Look, the communities are, are being threatened. Mm. I, I can, my hometown is Ranfontein, it's a mining town, you know. Mm. If you go to around Kahiso, Krugersdorp, Rodeport, it has happened again an explosion and a collapse of a bridge in the northern Cape Namakwa land last night um, on Wednesday night. And, and, and these are some of the challenges that the government failed to respond timelessly. The response from government has been very slow, if coming at all. There has to be murderers, there has to be Zamazamas killing each other explosions happening in a squatter camp in Boxback and innocent people die and for the government to respond, they still have to investigate what's the cause. Mm. Understand? We still do not know or not sure what caused the explosion in the middle of Johannesburg a few weeks ago. But I think the government has been slowly responding and we have let this thing as government to slip through our fingers. Mm. These people have been posting videos for years. We didn't start seeing it now. Mm. The Zamazamas have been posting videos for years. Um, to the chase. At the moment, I can tell you, I've seen arms and R5s and rifles and bombs and limpet mines that the state doesn't have. And, and the challenge becomes the government has failed. These people are more now armed to the teeth. One, because they've got resources, which is money. Two, they're working underground where they are not being noticed, except until when there's an explosion. And, and, and now they want to take them up and to bring the tactical response unit. They sent about 24 people first. Now there are over 50 people in Rivalia only or Rivalia only. Mm. And I said, what about all other areas? Because we know the Zamazamas are all over the country. Mm. And the challenge is we fail to monitor the laws of the country in securing the decommissioned mines. Mm. We fail to do that. And these people have the market. And now we, we, we must deal with if these people are illegally in inverted commas, mining the gold, uh, 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 you know, leftovers that are left in these abandoned mines, where is the market? Where is it going? You know, very quickly, let me share this with the viewers and followers. On Wednesday afternoon in one of the uh, radio talk shows, actually it's one of my favorite radio talk shows in, in Power FM with Tabiso uh, Kotani. Uh, 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 sure. There was a caller, a guy who, for 12 minutes, I timed 12 minutes, he break down what I said. He said he worked with them. He's a driver, he's a business person sure. from Kakiso. So he explained how it works. He even told on a new national radio, this gold, how does it move from the mines in the port area, escorted by police. He kept on saying the police are escorting them to go to a police station in Kakiso. And there's a place in Kakiso run by the Zimbabweans where they wash the gold and clean it up. Then they get escorted to Ranfunten, okay, my hometown is in the news for bad reasons. Police station to pay some station commanders and police 
who will be a new team that escorts this now people with clean gold, mm. clean mean, meaning chemically or, sure. or, 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 or scientifically, to the downtown Joburg. He even mentioned that if you drive down with Sour Street, you pass the Chile House going south or east. You jump three streets, you turn left, and there's a building. And when he was saying it, I could see that building while I was driving. Mm -hmm. It's written Diamond Corner. And that's where this gold is sold. Oh, he wow. said, ask the police, why are they not going in there? Because they know it's happening there. Ask the police, they know where the Zamazamas are, where they live, where they are mining. Why are they not going there? Because the police are on the payroll. It's a very serious allegation. Mm -hmm. And that questions, you know, uh, high-ranking officials in government, especially in the security of the country. But fresh, I, I was sitting and thinking before this show, we talk of corruption, we talk of illegal immigrants, we talk of Zamazamas, we talk of arms, human trafficking, trafficking, rapes and robberies. Who is in the helm? Is it foreigners in the helm of the Southern Police Service? Is it foreigners in the helm of... Home Affairs. Is it foreigners in the hands of police station, of SARS, mm. of arms, of police stations? Is it foreigners? It's not. Mm. So actually, we as South Africans, we are complacent to this corruption. It is corruption that is behind the whole thing. Mm. It, it's corrupt policemen, corrupt government officials, corrupt politicians, corrupt business people as well. If you are sitting in something and you are buying gold from, from corrupt, you know, uh, elements. You are equally corrupt. You are, no, you are not a saint to this whole thing. And it is us as South Africans who are in government, who are in business, who own this country, who live in this country, who know this country better than anybody else, who are making and creating a platform mm -hmm. for this syndicate that I'm very worried that this syndicate have more money, have more power and more control than the government at the moment. I mean, uh, I know apparently the so-called uh, tactical unit, uh, Ama Beret, as they are affectionately or famously known, are well armed with some of the best rifles and pistols in the world. But I doubt if they've got the guard to can go undermine and take those people out and and enter into combat with them. Mm. You know, not, men not, and men. Not underground. Uh, you understand? Mm. And these people are living and working underground. Mm. And they are armed. So we are sitting with a time bomb. Sure. I think we are sitting with a very serious time bomb where these people, they may wake up one day and say, uh, so far, so again, ex ex you know, explode. Remember, they've got bombs. They've got bombs in order to dynamite, the cool, the dynamite, dynamite yes. and all those things. What if they just plant those dynamites under Johannesburg and the Johannesburg explodes one day? People say it's far-fetched. I'm saying, what if it happens? Are we ready to can react to that, whether with a force or with saving lives? Are we ready? We have seen with natural floods. Sure. natural disasters, that we are a nation that is not ready for challenges. Sure. And, and that's my concern with the security of the country. Speaking of challenges, uh, let's go to West Africa. Let's talk Niger. Yeah. Um, there was a coup and the military have taken over. Yes. And with immediate effect, uh, gold and uranium will not be exported to France. Mm-hmm. And ECOWAS, uh, which is the group, regional group. Yeah, yeah the economic regional group. have said yeah. that we, if you guys don't hand power back to government, we're going to be forced to intervene. But is it Mali and Chad who said over dead bodies? If yeah. you come in, we are also yeah. getting involved. Uh, it, it's not only now, even Burkina Faso has joined Mali and Chad to yeah. say we'll go. Look, first first of all, uh, one has to relook at, at the military coups. Mm. There, there has been over 30 military, almost 30 military coups in Africa since the 40s. And, and 
more than half of them have happened in East West Africa, in, in West Africa, that, uh, Northwest, that in that area. area. Yes. Nigeria on its own, mm. that's something like seven or nine of them. Mm. So, so that area is very famous of notorious actually of, of military coups. Mm. But, but I sat down and I reflected to say, but what is the cause of this? There's two elements. One that is a, or three elements, it's a, it's a highly militarized area or region mm. of, of the continent. That, that's the first element. Two, there's a whole lot of mineral resources in that area, whether it's cocoa, whether it's gold, whether it's diamonds or uranium, there's a whole lot of military things that is being exploited by, by the West, particularly, most specifically by the French. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and now, if you look at these military coups, they are either being funded by another foreign country, because there's something that happened after the, the, the coup happened in, in, the military coup happened in Niger last week. Mm. There was a celebration from the Wagner forces. There was even a statement from the Wagner forces. And we know what the Wagner forces are doing in aiding with military coups in the continent. That's one element. But France stood up very quickly to support the ECOWAS and African Union to say if they don't return to civilian rule, they will send the military there. And that's where Chad, Mali, and Burkina Faso, now Algeria is even talking and saying, you are not coming to destabilize us in this region. We may help them. There are people who are calling for the rebels in Nigeria to also aid them. So this is no longer a, a Niger problem. It has become a regional problem. I, I, from the diplomatic point of view, I think ECOWAS, the uh, 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 you know economic body of West African states, I think they were a little bit rest, 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 what do they call it, reckless, to issue a statement with a military threat. Now you already have a military situation there. And you, you issue a statement that you will send armed forces. Now you're escalating. You're escalating it. And, and these young stars are saying, bring those forces on over the African Union or ECOWAS will enter them. But some of the ECOWAS member states stands up. And look at these guys, all under 40, all of them. So while the ECOWAS generals were meeting to decide to go and, and, and restore civilian government in Niger, these generals from these five countries have met to say, let us prepare ourselves to take them on. But a very responsible statement came out of uh, the captain leader of Burkina Faso to say, don't bring war to us, we don't want to kill our own Africans. We are having a problem with these old men, civilian rulers, who are not doing anything with the wealth of this country. And they're causing up to former colonial masters. Exactly. Mm. And and some, something very important that he said, which reminded me of the, you know, the founding uh, leader of Burkina Faso, President Thomas Sankara, mm. who, who actually was saying, these African leaders, they're still reporting to the West. They're still dance to the West. And they call these people militia people, rebels and all that. Of course they are rebels. They are rebelling against the conduct of what was supposed to be a civil, you know, civilian government. The civilian government is failing to uplift the lives of the people in West Africa. They are failing to feed their people using their natural resources. None of us want a war. None of us want a military rule at this damn age. But the military is standing up and saying, if you civilians, you don't want to take care of your own you know, economic and social ills, and problems because we have deployed people in government through a ballot box who are failing and who will help you to then we will do it for you. But I don't think it's healthy for the continent that we should be sitting with uh, coups and military governments. But I, I, I also sit back as an African and say, what else can we do that France today 
still tells a president of an African country that gained independence over 50 years back how to rule that country, how to govern, how to disperse its natural and mineral resources. Are we saying mm -hmm. it's okay to take our platinum, diamond, gold from Botswana, South Africa, Liberia, and everywhere, and they must go to America, Britain, and France through our democratically elected president? Are we saying is that okay? As, as opposed to let some general or army general who's an African child taking those, you know, uh, uh, mineral resources for the benefit of the African people. The problem becomes when these military leaders, they also go into the same trap and they use uh, 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 the, the, the monies they will get for the mineral resources for themselves and self-enrichment and they don't use it for, 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 for the country. Thomas Sandara, when he took over Burkina Faso, he was a captain in the army. Yeah. He plowed everything else back into the community. Mm. He made that country from being a begging country to the West, mm. to a country that was self-sustainable. And that's why the West took him out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's, he's a problem. He, he was a problem. Like why, so, why do they be independent uh, from us? Look, well, this is my view. I don't care whether you are a chief, a king, a dictator, mm. or a military, or a democratic elected president. For as long as your conduct it is to the benefit of the citizens of your country. Mm. For me, that is what is important. Sure. And I said, we can have democracies that are failing people. We are sitting with democracy in South Africa. We are insecure. We are poor. We are landless. I, I argue all the time. It makes zero sense that there's a country with mineral wealth that has poor people. Yeah. No country should have the mineral wealth that a lot of us have on this continent that has people going to bed hungry. It should never be. It's criminal it, it, that people go to bed hungry and there's mineral wealth. And it it's is criminal. because those minerals are not used or extracted to serve the people of that country. Sure. The, the minerals of South Africa and the DRC combined constitute 80% of the minerals of the world. The only these two African countries, South Africa and the DRC, our minerals combined constitute more than 80% of the world minerals. Yet you find the most poorest people in South Africa and in the DRC. Doesn't make sense. And, and, and people still want to see it and democracy works. It works for who? Who is the benefactor of these minerals? You will sit here, I, I mean, I always tell people, my province in the Northwest is called the Platinum Province. Mm -hmm. How many people from the Northwest accept the family of the Royal Bafugay benefit from extracting the, that platinum, sure. you know, from the, the, the country? You look at the DRC, the richest country on earth mm -hmm. with, with natural, you know, uh, uh, God-given minerals. And there's a war ravaging there. And the war is not about political power. The war in the DRC is about the minerals in that country. Absolutely. Then the West have been extracting and benefiting from. Now we must be very careful not to quickly run to the East. Mm -hmm. Russia is our friend. BRICS is good. China is our friend. But we should be wary as nations in Africa not to run away from Western imperialism to Eastern imperialism, which is not allowed it. We know that Russia has never been in a situation whereby they, they colonized or, or mm. practiced imperialism in Africa, but we must be wary of that. We should not be blind and run into this economic and trade agreement. Mm. And then 30 years down the line, me and you will be sitting at home and our kids will be sitting on this platform and say, but why did we enter into those international agreements sure. that exploited our country further? Was it uh, the Eritrean uh, leader this past week um, in Russia talking about the fact that um, we need to de-dollarize how we do business um, as amongst, a continent? Amongst, 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 yes. And, and look, East Africa has started that with Kenya, Tanzania and other countries. They've started that. But when they, these leaders were in Russia, despite what the Eritrean leaders said, something also 
raised my eyebrows. Mm -hmm. Four important, maybe five countries were not there. Mm -hmm. uh, Rwanda was not there. Uh, Nigeria was not there. Botswana next door was not there. And then uh, what is the other country? And, and uh, to my surprise, Guto, was the Ruto of, of Kenya, mm -hmm. was not there. So these four countries that are playing very critical roles in their regional politics, whether it's Sadat, EAC, or ECOWAS, they were not represented. And it, it made me wonder, you know, with a little bit of Rwanda and Botswana, I can understand because they are being seen as their African brothers sure. to be close to the West. But with uh, the president of Kenya and, and Nigeria, it was very worrisome that sure. why were they not there? Yeah. I think on that note, uh, let's uh, call it a day. Thanks, my brother. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. B. Quite a cold week. Yo, very yeah. cold week. Hopefully we'll heat things up. Uh, shout out to Botsang Mudimwame Muila, our resident political. Um, we are live from Amp Studios downtown Josie. Thank you for hosting us. Shout out to the Africa Podcast Network for being uh, allowing us to be a part of the family. Pezulu works for our cinematography. Otis the Floor Fraser, our imaging specialist. And our guest, Botsa Mudimwame Muila, our creative director, Kuvesh Mohan, and show producer, Email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Till next week, have a great political week in spite of yourselves.